Welcome to the Launch University Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David Farmer. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you for uh, just taking the time to listen to the Launch University podcast. This hasn't happened in a while, but we've got the original cast of characters all gathered in one place. We're at uh, Rome Galleria, by the way, today. And I want to say hello to Kevin Jennings. Hey, everybody. Hey, David. Down from Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you. I forgot. I forgot. That's so true. Yeah. You can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Shane Benson in the house. Up from Fayetteville, Georgia. That's right. Also serving Atlanta today. Yeah. He's a. Audio engineer, at least on-site audio engineer. Absolutely. No slight to Kyle, by the way, but sorry. <laughs> and Jeff Henderson. I'm going by the name Creed now okay. as we get ready for the Creed 2 movie. Oh, so. yeah. Cannot wait. <laughs> That's coming but, uh, soon, huh? Yeah. So Shane and I have been uh, going back and forth on the trailer, so we're very excited about that. Very pumped. And uh, I'm David Farmer, and we're really excited uh, to do what has become a little bit of a tradition, and that's where we sit down at the end of the year and just reflect back, talk about what went well, perhaps what did not go so well, what did we learn, and we just sort of take you behind the scenes, share what's going on in our lives. It may be a mix of what's happening in our work as well as personal lives, maybe give you some tips and hacks. So it's just going to be a little bit of a round robin. And uh, again, we're just grateful that you guys would honor us by taking the time to to listen in. So if, if you hear something you really like, share it, spread the word. That's what it's all about. So we're going to jump right in. Question number one. This is sort of the kind of big overarching question. Here we are at the end of 2018. As you look back over the course of the year, what's a highlight that stands out in your life, either uh, on the work front or um, in your personal life? And I'll just open it up. Who's ready to go first? I'll jump right in here. Um, Well, first, I would just like to say thanks for taking a pause with this to think about 2018. As I look back, one of my highlights was actually created last year around the same time while we took a pause and said, okay, what's gone well, but what do we really want to go well in 2018? And so for us as a family, our son got married this year and we introduced into our family, uh, Bailey Bowers. So Bailey, I hope you're listening to your father-in-law talk about ending the year well. And we're so excited to have Bailey and our family. And mm-hmm. for me, sitting down last year and thinking ahead to 2019 or 2018 and thinking about what that experience was going to be like and how important that was going to be, not only for Gina, my wife, but our whole family and how we were going to really just get excited about this day for them and what that was going to look like. As I think back, it was absolutely one of my top highlights of the year, just uh, seeing them get married, seeing you know that relationship uh, be united, and uh, seeing what the ne- the next step is for them as a couple. That's awesome. And I, I heard it was not only a wonderful wedding, but the DJ at your wedding. Oh, was... let me tell you about the DJ. <laughs> all right. Well, he's sitting to my right, right here. None other than Kevin Jennings and team. It was awesome. The hype men. Um, so I think you can go online and it will. You know what? At the end of this, we need to go ahead, Kevin. Tell them where to find yeah, you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, Thehypemen.com. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. My buddy George, who I DJ with, he's openly said doing that wedding for Aaron and Bailey has set the bar so high. And it's and it's real. It's really true. I mean, Shane's family is. If you, you they will dance. I mean, they, they tore the floor up. It was I amazing. S- I saw Shane's mom dancing. And, it was amazing. And, and Kevin, do we have any video footage that we can post our you know, site I, of Shane I, I, I spinning on his Instagram. back on the floor? I think we have, we have to find something on Instagram. I think George films everything. So yeah, whether you get that, whether you get in the show notes because Shane 
let you and your brother. It was the best thing ever. Well, thank you, Kevin. And again, it was because of the DJing that brought out oh, that that uh, enthusiasm in our family. So thank you for that. But that was my highlight this year. For okay, sure. that's good. Who's next, Jeff? I've got a personal one, and I've shared this with you guys, but I think this is something we don't talk a lot about, but I think the the physical part of being a launcher is really, really important because you can just kind of push through a lot of that, but if you're not feeling well, it's it's going to affect your performance, and I've had some serious back issues, and I made it my goal to get through this one way or another by this uh, time uh, this year, and so... That's what happened. I mean, a lot of different things. I'm very grateful that God's blessed me. But I was telling you guys earlier, I, I don't have any back pain. And that may not seem like a big deal, That's but when deal. you've had back pain every single day for a year and a half, it just begins to wear on you. And so um, so I made it a my goal to go to all these different places and do all these different things. And a lot of different things happened that we don't have to go into here. But I'm just so excited that you know I've got pain-free. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I would just say, especially for our younger launchers, Anything that you can do now to prepare yourself for that uh, would be great. So you might want to avoid what I did, uh, do a lot of races and not stretch. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. not a good combination. So we stretch co- more in 2019. We may come back to that. Right. Got it. Right. Let's do that. Kevin, how about you? Yeah, two quick highlights. Uh, so on a personal level, my wife and I celebrated 10 years together. Not married, but dating. So 10 years of, of me convincing her to stick around or, or Holy Spirit. I don't know, but we're going to say thank you for it. Um, and then on the uh, professional front, um, I made the leap to go full-time as an entrepreneur back at the end of May, um, and so been full-time for a few months now, and so, you know, it's a, it's a really, really cool experience. Not for everybody, for sure, but uh, it's, it's something I've always wanted to try to do, and it's been a really fun, enjoyable experience. Awesome. I'm going to share mine. I'm going to give um, one from work, and I, I think many of the listeners know that both Shane and I work with Chick-fil-A, so this is going to come from Chick-fil-A, and it's a quick two-parter. Uh, first part is I'm actually give a shout out to Shane Benson because as an organization, we've experienced a lot of growth and it's really challenging to try to stay in front of that growth and to plan for it. And uh, Shane and his team actually led the organizational planning process wow. and they uh, were willing to get in there and mix it up and change things up a lot. And there were highs and lows to it. And if we had more time, we could unpack that. And, I mean, there were times when I didn't know if it was going to work out all that well. But at the end, it really, really did work out well. So that's not terribly sexy, but it is important. So um, just to see a healthy organization plan for a lot of cool stuff in the future was fun. And then secondly, uh, just to highlight at work for me, is having a great leadership team. And I had a little bit of turnover on that leadership team, but I have got such good people. So I'm actually going to give a quick shout-out to Amanda Norris, Kalila Cooper, and Keith Lyons, who do phenomenal work. Such a pleasure to work with. Um, They're great people leaders, and so they are a highlight for me. So That's awesome. Yep. And Robert and Emmy and Mary Clancy, I love you too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're you're awesome. You really are. And you Kristen know that. And Lauren. There you go. There you go. I hey. gave my team a shout out on part three. You know, I, I did I did a month ago. So just so everybody knows, like I highlighted. We could not be here today. That's the truth. If we didn't have. Which ideas. leads to the second question, which is other than recognizing your key leaders, what are some learnings you've had from 2018? So, uh, uh, you know, not everything goes according to plan. You may have learned from something that went perfect, awesome, but you may have learned from, you know, stubbing your toes as well. So can ask that question, think back over the year, what's, what's something that you learned that you can share um, with the team? Well, interestingly, we've been in um, a partnership 
uh, with an outside consulting firm at Chick-fil-A this year, uh, Bain Consulting out of Boston. And it was really fascinating. They asked us some really challenging questions early on in the process about uh, just framework and how we're thinking about the business. But they, they asked us a series of questions, and it really came in the framework of a triangle. And maybe we can actually get that in some of the notes. But if you think about the top of the, camp, of the triangle as really clearly identifying your purpose and what's guiding you, what's driving you as a business or an organization. Um, and I think most people get that. Okay, we've got to have a good, strong vision. But what was really interesting, in the middle of that pyramid, it's really asking two questions. Where do we play? So what's the marketplace? Where are we going to play? And I love this second one, and how do we win? So where do we play and how do we win? So clearly having a purpose and a vision directionally where you need, but then where do we play and how do we win? And then building priorities to do those two things. So if you mm-hmm. think about, so here's the priority around where we're going to play and here's the priorities around how we're going to win. And so that's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I, I typically take processes like this and I think, how could that translate at home? And I start thinking about, so this year as a family, where are we playing? Where am I going to have to play? It's different than it was last year. Mm. And then how are we going to win? Mm. And how am I going to win as a dad and as a husband, as a friend, um, as a son? And then what are the priorities that build that up? So that's a huge learning as I think back to 2018. And I'm really excited about taking some of those learnings into 2019 with me. Very good. Yeah. Kev, how about sure, you? I'll jump in. So the, most, uh, the biggest learning for me is actually fairly recent. And it started just for me, right before I went full time, I, um, there's a podcast episode by Seth Godin's podcast, Akimbo, uh, which I would recommend if you love Seth Godin. If you're not a big Seth Godin fan, uh, you know, you may not, if not for the faint of heart, very direct him just talking to you. Um, but he asked the question is, are you a freelancer or an entrepreneur? And he said, freelancers, their, their goal is to be a highly paid, highly impactful craftsman. You, you want to be a fantastic speaker. You want to be a fantastic writer. You want to be a fantastic designer, strategist, whatever you are, consultant. An entrepreneur's job is to build a system in which provides value with regardless of who's in the system to a certain extent. And I just struggled with that idea so much because I see um, as, as a person who's, who's aspired to be an entrepreneur for most of their life, you look at the whatever business on the cover of Fast Company, you can elevate them in your mind. So fast forward as I'm becoming an entrepreneur, I'm asking myself this question over and over again, probably once a week, just like, what am I? What am I? What am I? And um, I had the, the privilege of taking um, Marcus Buckingham's personality assessment stand out. And what that assessment was designed to do is to complete StrengthsFinder, which was StrengthsFinder by giving you a description for for your strengths and stand up will give you a prescription on how to activate that strength and um and i read through the book read through my read through my results and really opened my eyes in a whole new way to recognize what i'm really great at and that's problem solving and, and supporting people um and i didn't know that i didn't just say it that simply i'm a problem solver and i support and lead people that's what i do well everything else is me just trying to acquire a tool to do that well. And now that's really unpacked a big difference in the business I'm leading, uh, the way I support my family, everything really. is. So so yeah, so that's been a big learning for me, just learning myself what more and learning about more about me, who I am and what makes me tick and how I bring that to be valuable to those around me. Cool. Jeff? This is Jeff talking. <laughs> and uh, it's a little inside joke there. But for me, this year has been, we, we at Gwinnett Church, we're launching a second campus. So for a season, I'm going to be over both campuses, but that has meant for me, I've got to let go of some things. And so I've had to learn, what do I need to stop doing? Mm. And we've all heard of the stop doing list, and I think that's very helpful advice. 
but you can't just stay there. You got to go, what do I need to stop doing and, and hand off? And what do I need to keep doing? And part of that, going back to your comment, Kevin, about strengths, uh, one of my strengths is vision casting. So I knew from that standpoint, I got to hold on to vision casting. That's what I'm, that's, that's kind of one of my strengths. The, the details, I, what details do I need to stop letting go of. And so sometimes in our organization, because this is the way it's been from the very beginning, people would come to me because I'm the decision maker. Now I've had to learn this year to go, I, I don't answer that anymore. And mm. I'm not going to answer that anymore. You need to go over here or you figure it out. And so being able to go, I'm going to stop doing this, I think will not only allow me to grow, but our organization at Gwinnett Church to grow because we're about to double in size, at least in terms of locations. Very good. Well, I'm going to um, label my lesson the power of compounding. And when you hear that, you typically think of it in the context of money, but that's not what I'm talking about. For me, it's been the power of compounding around little behaviors or habits. Mm-hmm. In other words, recognizing that you can do little things if you do them with intentionality and you do them in a really consistent manner, they add up to big results. And I've tried to practice that in a variety of areas of my life. And I feel like it, you, know, you, get, you get rolling, you get momentum, and you start to see that bear fruit. So whether it's you could apply that to fitness, hmm. you could apply that to knocking out a nasty clutter project that you got to tackle. You, for me, it's like how I manage email, which is always tough. It could be creating content. So the application is don't wait till you always have a big block of time because I don't get big blocks of time very much. I need to get comfortable with just chipping away at it. And um, so I've, I've sort of embraced that and it has, I think again, paid fruit for me. So that's been a good lesson for me this year. That's great. I immediately thought about Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption with the small pickaxe, just like little by little and just every day dropping the rocks in the yard. I just totally saw the entire imagery in my head. Okay. So that's as we had a holiday season. It made a big tunnel. That's like little, <laughs> it little really things. Did. It, made right. a, it made a human-sized yeah. tunnel. It did. Picking every day. If you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, put that on your list. That'd be a good It is a good one. Take some time over the holidays. Go back and watch that. Very cool. Um, all right. I'm going to move on just a little bit. Let's talk about something that you experimented with in 18, and maybe it was life-changing in a good way. Maybe it just didn't work at all, but you were willing to give it a go. Anything you want to, you're willing to talk about? What'd you try? Well, you mentioned up there, it's on the board, the hardest thing you tried. Yeah. For me, it was uh, writing my book, coming out with a book in 2019. But I, I want to go circle back to what you said, because I didn't have gaps of time. Like, I'm going to take three months off and write this book. So I had heard, uh, write uh, 500 words a day, 500 words a day, five days a week, and you can get it done. And that's what happened. So for me, wow. knowing... I got to write 500 words a day, five days a week. And, you know, in a matter of time, a few weeks, you'll have your book. And I, I discovered that. So, and the other thing is it took the pressure off of going, am I going to meet the deadline? Yeah, I've already done the math. If I just follow this 500 words a day and sometimes 500 words a day went to 3000 words and also gave my, myself the permission to write bad. Don't edit while you're writing. Just let it come out. And then you're going to circle back and edit. So for me, that, that the power of compounding is true. But in terms of the hardest thing I tried, it was that. But because I had that goal, it just it, it gave me a sense of I know where I'm going. And if I'll just follow this, I'll get there. Very good. 
And we're excited about the book. We'll talk more about that at some point. So that, that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Somebody else? Yeah, okay, I'll jump in there. Um, kind of going back to my highlight from the year, I think the hardest thing I tried was just going out on my own to be an entrepreneur, learning a ton about uh, things I just didn't plan on learning about, really. Uh, digging more into tax law and what happens there. Digging into, um, you know, the understanding more about contractors versus employees and what that means. And so for me, I'm just learning a ton of stuff around business operations that I just did not take the time to understand. All I thought was create something of value, sell it, and hopefully produce a decent life for you and your team. And that's really, that's literally all I've thought about uh, up to this point. So that's been the hardest thing I've tried. I will say this for those who are new to to trying anything where you're trying to produce value for yourself uh, financially. When you pay yourself every month, it literally feels like a miracle's taking place. Like every time I process payroll, I'm like, we did it again. Look, I can't believe it because you're just because it just feels so intimately attached to the income because you you feel every part of the effort connected to it so definitely the hardest thing i tried this year and i and also uh, raising a toddler uh, i think is hardest thing uh, <laughs> yeah when, once they start for talking sure. back and doing what they want to do you're like whoa so that's that's probably a big part of it for me yeah no question there shane you want to go yeah i'll take uh I'll, I'll give you two i had a desire in 2018 to learn how to play the guitar uh, I don't think I told anybody that. That's my first mistake. Um, second mistake was I typically need some sort of launching event to to start something, and I didn't do that. I took it upon myself. I'll just YouTube lessons and learn how to do that. But kind of going back to what David introduced earlier is this idea of little steps and progress and consistency. It just fell by the wayside, just quite honestly. I did not have a designated time of the morning or evening to pick up that guitar and practice a couple chords, and so it just kind of fell off. So that is now a new goal for 2019. But interestingly, I recently well, I went and saw the, the movie A Star is Born and heard read an article that Bradley Cooper had to literally sit in somebody's basement for about eight months and literally every single day worked on the guitar so that he could get prepared for that movie and it kind of inspired me i'm like okay how am i getting after just a little goal or a big goal but taking little steps to get there so that was one and then honestly experience that i uh, went through this year uh that i hope you don't have to go through is i lost my dad and uh, that was difficult and i realized through that experience that my dad did a wonderful job of setting up my mom for success by mm. putting together really a notebook of everything that was going on in their lives from the financial statements to passwords mm. for you know websites and the like. And it just reminded me how important it is to be prepared to leave your family in a good position if and when you leave this earth. And um, it was, he, he again, he was constantly giving me examples through life, but he, even in his death, he left me one of his best examples, and that's how to take care of your family. So that was a, an experience I hope I don't have to go through again with my mom anytime soon because uh, it was really challenging. Yeah. Well, as, as tough as that was, I was able to watch from a distance, and you, you and your family certainly did a wonderful job of honoring your dad. Absolutely. And so Thank you. That was a great lesson for me. Before I answer the question, let me first say one of the reasons we asked this question is we find that you often grow the most when you stretch yourself and put yourself in an uncomfortable position. So it's not, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the resources we might have tapped into that help us grow, but it's the experiences that often 
push you the most? So here's what uh, I would say. I'm going to give you a superficial answer and then one that's a little more meaningful. I, you talked about wanting to play the guitar. I have always wanted to be able to juggle a golf ball on the end of a golf club, right? You see those guys that just bounce the ball? It looks like so cool. And I can't do that. And I've actually gotten out in the yard and tried, but I have yet to conquer that. So uh, full disclosure, a little accountability as you reference. We're going to see if I can crack the code on that. I really want to be able to just, even if I can't hit the ball great when I get it to T, I just want to sit there and sort of juggle the ball a little bit. I think it'd be cool. If that if, if that happens, we're definitely going to post that on our on our Instagram. Yeah, it'd be a good that, video. That, there, that, that, by the way, great. there are some phenomenal Instagram videos out there from various trick shot artists, and I'm incredibly jealous. But uh, a little more meaningful, I think a hard thing for me coming out of this Chick Fil A planning that I referenced earlier is I picked up uh, a good bit of added responsibility, and what that means is I have to rethink how I use my time uh, mm. because I can't just I don't have that much more time I can throw into it, so I have to rethink my approach and give up things that I might have wanted to have personal control over. So I would say I'm still in process on that as well, but that literally means digging into my calendar and looking at how I use time and deciding at what level I'm going to engage, and that's stretching me. And so I think that's that's a healthy thing as well. So um, that's hard things and things we're experimenting with. Let's talk a little bit about some of the resources that you may have found over the course of the year that um, have been really helpful to you. So it could be it could be a book, it could be a place you went, it might be somebody you met. But what or who are the resources that have impacted you the most from this year? It's going to sound tongue in cheek a little bit, but quite honestly, Launch University podcast. So, um, and I'll, I'll give a little more context around that. I've been amazed at the interviews that we've gotten to do with some of the incredible talent, not only here in the state of Georgia, but outside across the country. And it has just been phenomenal, the learnings that I've personally received in these one-on-one conversations and how it stretched me as a leader. And so I do think the lesson that I'm learning, whether it's a podcast that you're, you're doing yourself, find yourself uh, bumping up and rubbing shoulders with people that you respect and follow and ask them for a cup of coffee or ask them, ask them for the opportunity just to get to interview them a little bit. Because I think in those conversations, uh, I found this past year, especially that I just walked away. I actually felt like I got more than I actually gave. And um, that was a huge resource for me in, in uh, 2018 for sure. Good. Yeah, I would agree with, with everything you said. Um, the, the, the added bonus of selling your product or service is you just meet a lot of amazing people. Um, and so for me, that's been, so I think I, I have too many people on that list. So I'm going to focus on a, on a book. I, I've read a, a book called Measure What Matters. Uh, and it's, it's by a gentleman. Uh, I want to say his name is John Doerr. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. But he was a consultant for Google, helped them bring us a, a, a goal setting methodology called OKRs, Objectives and Key Results to their organization. And Google still uses it today to drive transparency. Um, and one of the, I'm just going to tell two key ideas from it that just really woke me up. I'm, 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 I'm the sales guy. I'm the CEO. I'm not the bookkeeper, thank God, but I'm a whole lot of other things in my little small business. And one of the things that he talks about is once you, you set organizational objectives and communicate the measures you're going to use to evaluate success, you share that with your team, and then they come back to you and tell you what objectives they should be creating for themselves to help the organization move it forward. 
and everyone, CEO to janitor to anyone, shares their goals for that quarter publicly in one database that anyone in the organization can go in and search a person by name to see what they said they should be doing and how they should be evaluated. And Google still does it today with thousands of employees around the world. And I just thought to myself, just the amount of accountability and transparency and, and, and really as a leader, how it would move me to a role of coach. So immediately, hey, you set this goal, how do I help you achieve it? And I just thought, wow, if I could put that even in my small little company today, when I'm struggling to have the bandwidth to lead everyone well, what would that do for me? And so that, that, that book has just really just challenged all of my thinking because I'm so used to visionaries showing up and saying, here, I am the visionary, let me lead you. And say, like, no, 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 you're gonna lead me. You're gonna tell me what you should be doing to help us accomplish our goals because you are the expert in your area, tell me. And I was like, that's so liberating. So I just challenge leaders to, to just consider that methodology and check out the book, Measure What Matters. Very good. I'll share one. I'll actually, I'll share two. One is a lot of folks read. I've been an Audible fan for a long time. That's not new. I highly recommend it. But I decided to go deep on biographies this year. And I've really mixed it up. I've had everything from political leaders to faith leaders to folks from our military, athletes, business leaders. And I've really loved the, the stories. Hmm. Uh, a lot of things some of these folks have done, I don't ever want to do. I'm going to let them step in the stump pole. I'm going to try to stay out of it. But they've inspired me to do some really cool things as well. So uh, for me, it's biographies, listening on Audible. I'll also, I'm going to piggyback on something Jeff, Jeff made reference to when he talked about his, his back uh, and the pain that he had. I've really tried to work on uh, mobility or flexibility, all that kind of good stuff. And so it pains me as a Falcons fan to admit this, but I read Tom Brady's book, TB12, where he talks – like if he, if he uses the word pliability like a thousand times in the book. But it was really helpful – and so um, if you care about that, and so he even referenced some tools made by a company called HyperIce, all these mobility tools. I started buying some of those. They're not cheap, but they were helpful. And right even, now, David has his right leg behind <laughs> exactly. his head. It's right. absolutely it's, amazing it's, it's right Jeff, now. It's Jeff. It's not David. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I even found a place that, that is like a stretch studio called Motion Stretch. It's, wow. a, it's a new concept. I love and so, it. And so I go there as well. So those are little... Uh, for what it's worth tips so stretch studio it is, i mean you have but, like uh a therapist it's not it's it's not relaxing it's like they hurt you <laughs> <laughs> yes okay i need to get that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they hurt you they do that's, that's, their, that's their tagline he's I, selling them right now go there they're gonna yeah. hurt you i mean like stretch you leave studio. there's little tears little you. tears coming off the side of like ouch okay yeah I think I actually got this book uh, uh, reference from you, Shane, Revenge of the Analog, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, loved it. So one of the things I did is I actually went back to these eight and a half by 11 uh, notebooks, folders, whatever. It's like a legal pad. You, legal you're pad, holding yeah. up a legal pad. I'm holding up a legal pad. This is real high tech. But I've actually loved this because it's allowed me to just do different projects, and I'll flip through it versus you know, where's this file on my computer? So I've got several of these and I just found that I'm just scribbling. I've found I'm a little bit more creative. And so I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's maybe just because it's new, but I've really enjoyed just having these legal pads in my, 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 my book bag. And I'll just, that's how I 
schedule sketch out my talks and chapters and outlines and stuff. Love that. Quick, quick question for you, Jeff. Have you, have you been doing that? Have you have you felt any pressure to digitize what you write? Just I'm just curious. Are, are you passing? Yeah, eventually it? I do. Yeah, yeah cool. I'll type it out. But I um, do think it's interesting. He bought the legal pad from Amazon Basics, so he had to go online <laughs> to get the legal pad. But I love that. I that's love right, that. That's right. That's great. Just curious. Amazon Prime. So it's still digital. <laughs> it's still digital. He it's, tried to order from another notepad. It didn't <laughs> it work. Didn't work. So. <laughs> it's, it's digital. It's, it's digital. digital. That's right. Um, so yeah. So this is actually this actually is a diagram of something that I sent to a designer, and this will be actually part of the book. That's awesome. But it just it's just an, allowed me to just kind of scribble and scratch, and I, it just it's again maybe it's because it's new, but I really enjoy just filling up these legal pads mm-hmm. with different ideas. That's right. awesome. Nice. All right. What, one more question for you guys. Um, we like to talk about the value of reflection. We can look back. We can learn. That's gonna. I don't think Jeff realizes that when you put stuff away in your backpack, you can actually hear it on the microphone. <laughs> so you wouldn't if it were just Pause digital. Just but but since it's, it's analog, it's analog. We, we can hear it. We're all. hearing okay. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, going, David. anyway, we like to look sure, back. Editing this. Out. We we learn from questions that cause us to reflect, and that informs what we do next. So here we are at the end of the year. What are the best questions that help you when you're going through some personal reflection? And you obviously don't just have to do this at the end of the year. It's a natural time to do it. You can do it on a regular basis. I think there's a actually a healthy rhythm to it. I try to do this on a weekly basis. I go through a weekly review, reflect on the week that just wrapped up, and that informs where I'm headed next. Uh, but end of year, throw out a question that's meaningful to you. Uh, how far did you get? I feel like that's a question I don't ask as often as I should, but I do a decent job of asking it every year. And it's like, how far did you get? You know, like, you know, because sometimes I think we as launchers, we're, we're naturally ambitious people. So the goals we set are likely not realistic. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a big stretch goal kind of guy, and I always accomplish more than I thought I did, but I don't recognize it until I ask myself, how far did you get? I'm like, oh, well, that... Kevin, you didn't, you know, you, you, did you already have a million dollar business your first six months on the job? No, but you got a lot further than you really would have thought you did. But you got to just honor that moment. Nice. Uh, a question I'm asking myself is what emotion am I currently feeling and is it holding me back? Okay. That's a good one. That's, good. That's great. Because sometimes we are not aware of our emotions and if we're not aware of our emotions, then we're not aware of that it's holding holding me back and particularly asking that question in the morning is important and even if you wake up and you don't feel good just say you know what i just don't i'm just i'm kind of grumpy or whatever that just that awareness will help set the Mm. direction to go okay now i gotta pop now i gotta lead myself and and so just being aware of that so what what am i feeling and how is it impacting me all right i'm gonna throw one out what is a regret that i can resolve Mm. In other words, it just makes you feel like, shoot, I missed that. Uh, And I want to do something about it. And therefore, as I look ahead and plan, can I go back and address it? Whether it's a ball I dropped, a relationship that's not right where it ought to be. But what's a regret that I can resolve going forward? Um, I find myself, I found myself asking this question this year because every time I was doing a weekly review, for some odd reason, I was focused on the things I wasn't getting done. And it, it, I entered into the planning of that with a negative attitude. And so I started asking this, the question, 
what can I celebrate this week to start? Like, okay, what did I accomplish? What did I get done before I go into what could I have done better? So that was one question. And then this, the, the second question I ask, I find myself asking a lot more now is, what is it only I can do this week? What is it only I can do this week? And that helps me really prioritize the most strategic activities that I need to be involved in. Because as I look ahead, oftentimes I'm diving into meetings or conversations that I don't really need to be involved in. And that helps me pull up. It's helped me pull up this year. I like both of those questions. The, the first one in particular, though, for launchers who don't feel like they're making progress, mm-hmm. part of that is they're not reflecting on the progress they have made. And once you do that, you're, you, you think, Wow, I'm actually making more progress yeah, than I. Absolutely. I mean, that's what happened to us when we hit our hundredth episode. I thought, wait, we've we've hit a hundred episodes. We're getting close. That's amazing. Yeah, I wanted to go to that as we wrap up. And let me just first say, Shane, I love the fact that you're, you're balancing things that are challenging and and maybe a little negative with positive. So I think that's very healthy. Yeah, I wanted to go back to this hundredth episode, Jeff, because as I reflect on the first question, highlights from eighteen. I think one of them for us is somehow we made it to 100 (laughs) episodes. That's right, that's right. And um, it's interesting. I'm not sure I would have thought we would have, but we did. And I want to thank Kevin. Kevin, he asked us all to pull clips from old episodes, and so we all did. And then we handed them off to Kevin, and he and his team had the challenging work of putting them together in episodes, and it ended up being three episodes. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you've not had a chance to go back to listen to, I think it's episode 100, 101, and 102, really rich you get sort of a montage of some great clips over the last two years uh, I think uh, I even listened to another one this morning and um, it was powerful and um, I appreciate the work that you I, put into that let me Absolutely. add to that too because um, one of the things that we talked about is and you asked the question what are some things that we learned from this year collectively as a group I hear something I felt like we learned we didn't ask you to spread the message of Launch University to more people. And we just missed it. And part of this is us figuring this out. But quite honestly, you are connected to people that probably can receive value from some of these podcasts and the content. And we really are genuinely, humbly, all we want to do and all we enjoy doing is just sharing life practices, experiences that we've had in the hopes that it will help you as you begin to launch ideas and you take steps into areas that maybe you haven't been before and mm-hmm. if you have friends or, or acquaintances that need help we would love to be there for anybody that would need it and so um i just want to do a better job of saying hey spread spread the news like share that podcast with somebody that you care about and maybe it'll help them as well well said thank Indeed. you I'm, I'm really convicted of that that's yeah so convicted. Thank you. Well, I said it at the beginning. I'll say it again. We're honored that you would give time and uh, just spend it with us. Um, that's what makes this worth the effort. Uh, some of you are very gracious to share your feedback. We love that. That keeps us going, whether it's critical feedback that we need to learn from or you're just trying to encourage us. We'll take it all. So thank you. And as you, as you get into planning for 2019, uh, we genuinely hope it is a year like no other. Uh, maybe you're launching something from scratch. Uh, maybe you're in the midst of an organization. You're going to have a new role where you get to launch in the context of an existing organization. You're an entrepreneur. Awesome. Maybe you got a personal thing you want to launch, whatever it is. We hope that we can be a resource to help that uh, be successful. And again, you'll just have an unbelievable year. So uh, thanks a lot, uh, Launch University Tribe. Thanks for listening to the Launch University Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. 
For more helpful resources, visit launchuniversity.com.